I have indigestion right now. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Jasmine. Hello, Ugo. Hello, Andres. Hey, how's it going? And bienvenidos to Watchando Movies. Why is it spooky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that have been good for October. I don't know. Uh, I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, just real quick, the premise of the podcast, we, you know, we run it down every episode. Yeah. Jasmine, you mm-hmm. used to like movies back in like 2012, 2011. Sure. And then you stopped and, you know, you're not really consuming content except for anime, as you say. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to like rekindle that love of film that you had. Um, and then this, you, uh, you did you like movies? Do you like movies? I feel yeah. like I need to come up with a better like sentence for you. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Andres, you enjoy movies as well. I only watch TikToks. <laughs> oh uh, man, so man. he's below me now. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? TikTok is the highest type of entertainment there is. It's okay. There's not enough people making food. <laughs> um. Okay. But yeah, I like movies. Yeah, and you've liked them for like four years now. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, okay. And you didn't before, right? You used to say you hated movies because you rather, what was it? You can't sit down for two hours, but you can play a game for two hours or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get into it? I mean, uh, there's not much else to say. Man. Yeah. Like in the movie, you have to sit there for the whole two hours. In the game, I can stand up and it's fine. Like I'm out. I don't feel bad for pausing a game. I feel bad for pausing a movie, though, you know? Because mm. a game is multiple hours. Like, yeah, you're going to have to pause it at some point anyways. So what are, what are we watching today? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ugo, you like movies, right? I, well, yeah, I am a film, I'm a film buff. I've been one since I was 13-ish. So, like, you know, seven years-ish, you know, around there. Uh, I'm almost 21. Yeah, your math's no, wrong. No, yeah, no. Eight whole years. 13. Oh, seven oh, years true. ago, My I was math 13. is wrong. Yeah. So... With all that out of the way, Andres, what movie are we watching today? There Will Be Blood. Ladies and gentlemen, I've traveled over half our state to be here tonight. I couldn't get away sooner because my new well was coming in at Coyote Hills and I had to see about it. Ladies and gentlemen, if I say I'm an oil man, you will agree. I'm a family man. I run a family business. This is my son and my partner, H.W. Plainview. You boys are a regular family business. Now, you have a great chance here. My son is a healer and a vessel for the Holy Spirit. He has a church. You will be cast up as the rest back to position. I'm fixed like no other company in this field. I have a string of tools ready to put to work. That's why I can guarantee to start drilling and to put up the cash to back my word. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what the others promise to do, it comes to the showdown they won't spoilers of course okay so this movie is written and written for the screen and directed by paul thomas anderson do you know who that is yeah so right away i have a question (laughs) okay all right (laughs) i read on reddit that this was based off a book yes okay so this is based on oil oil you know with an exclamation yeah Yeah. by upton sinclair do you know who upton sinclair is he wrote something else did he write the jungle yeah he wrote the jungle yeah he wrote holes <laughs> They're the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Upton Sinclair was a socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned about him in uh, history class. We? Yeah, we took the like, same history class. Hmm. We? Maybe we <laughs> briefly, like during the Industrial Revolution, all yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. So he's a socialist. He ran for governor of California, and he lost. But he wrote a book called The Jungle, which was about the meatpacking industry yeah. in America, mm-hmm. and that uh, led the creation of the fda the food yeah. and drug administration so you know pretty pretty famous guy pretty interesting guy you know he obviously doesn't like capitalism yeah uh which we can tell i guess by this movie yeah. maybe yeah sure yeah um yeah it stars uh daniel day lewis mm-hmm. and paul dano the first screening it had its first screening on september 29th 2007 at something called the fantastic fest have you ever heard of that no me either. <laughs> it's uh it's a film festival in Austin, Texas. It's uh it was started by the guy who did Alamo Draft House. Do you know what Alamo Draft House is? Yeah. 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 Do you know what Flicks Brew House? Yeah. So it's kind of like that, except it's in Texas. Mm. So it's like the sort of like a luxury movie experience. Sure. Uh and he created a film festival. Mm. And then it was released on December twenty sixth, two thousand and seven in LA and New York, a limited release. Um, and then it was 
I released uh, wide on January 2008. It grows $76.1 million worldwide. It has a budget of $25 million. Mm, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's not that expensive. I mean, it's $25 million, but it's not. Like yeah. Compared to like, other compared movies. Compared to other movies, you know. Sure. Uh, it has a 91% Rotten Tomato score and an 86% audience score. Here's the consensus. It says, widely touted as a masterpiece, this sparse and sprawling epic about the underhanded, you know, quote-unquote, heroes of capitalism boasts incredible performances by leads Daniel Day-Lewis and Paul Dano. And it's, and it's, and is, and is, excuse me, and his director's Paul Thomas Anderson's best work to date. At the 80th Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor in a Leading Role, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Editing. And it won for Best Cinematography and Best Actor for Daniel Day-Lewis. Did they get nominated for Best Score? No, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. That is wild. That's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, here's the summary from Wikipedia. Ruthless silver miner turned oil prospector Daniel Plainview m- moves to oil-rich California, using his adapted adopted son, H.W., to project a trustworthy family man image. What's his name? Plainview. <laughs> Plain Plain view. View. Plain view. Sorry, my brain. You you wrote you wrote a T. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> Plain view was local. Uh, hold up. Plain view. This is Jasmine ten rating, but it's uh, Let her read you. it out loud. Plain view. Here you go. You read it. <laughs> so the Wikipedia summary says, and I'm blind. So let me see. Ruthless silver miner turned oil prospector Daniel Plantview moves to oil rich California. See, you said Plantview. What it's is it? It's Plainview. <laughs> Isn't that Plantview? No. Pl- Plainview? Yeah. Daniel Plantview moves to oil rich <laughs> California using his adopted son, H.W., to project a trustworthy family man image. Plantview? Plainview. <laughs> I don't even know what it is anymore. Local <laughs> landowners <laughs> into selling him their valuable. Oh, my voice, I'm so sorry. Should I do it again? No, nah, it's nah, good. It's good. Um, their valuable properties for a pittance. Is that how you say that word? I don't know. However, local preacher Eli Sunday suspects Plainview. Plainview's motives and intentions, <laughs> starting a slow burning <laughs> feud, and their, that wait, feud that threatens both their lives. Nice. And right. if you guys didn't understand any of that, that's okay. We all we took it all from Wikipedia. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, Andres, you've heard about this movie before. Yeah. Uh, what were your expectations of it? Like, where were you, you know? I was expecting this big um, murdery type thing. Uh-huh. I knew it was set in older times, so I was expecting cowboys and stuff from yeah. the title and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't that, but it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jasmine, you never heard of it, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. You have? Yeah. So what were your expectations? Uh, oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard of the movie. I just didn't know what it was about. Or like, did, but did you hear like that it was great or no. anything? Uh, like maybe. <laughs> I know he won an Oscar for it. Nice. Okay. Other than that, I didn't, I hadn't, I didn't know. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so I saw this movie for the first time when I was 15 and I also knew, I, knew, I thought it was going to be like a way more bloody thing yeah, yeah like, that title the, is a little title. misleading um and it's you know it's not entirely that but i really 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 enjoyed it it was one of my favorite movies when i was in high school i think by the time i was a senior it was like my second favorite movie of all time and i've seen it you know six times <laughs> uh, it's it's i think it's endlessly rewatchable sure in that way it's always on netflix so it's you know easy to watch interesting uh yeah so that's that. What were you guys' reactions? And did you guys like the movie? Yeah, I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of people. Um, I mean, me. okay. A lot of people I, definitely think this is a movie. They, they, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a uh, you know, I can appreciate it and enjoy that part of the filmmakingness of it <laughs> versus what we watched last week. Yeah, like we watched The Kissing Booth last week, um, and it was 
It's Terrible. like so. a very <laughs> a stark contrast, right? Yeah. So yeah, this is like considered one the best films yeah. of the 21st century. And you know, yeah, it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily like liked this. Like, I'm not much of a drama person, but I liked the film as a whole. Mm. And I do think you can probably watch it a few times. Yeah, maybe. I don't <laughs> know if I will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there's. <laughs> Uh, so and this did, uh, what did you uh, like about it? Um, it was very intense. Yeah. And it was really great acting. Everyone was uh, awesome. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. I don't know. I just really enjoyed watching these characters. Interact. Yeah. yeah. Like be in the world. Yeah. Jasmine, you said you had anxiety when you were watching it. Yeah. yeah. So like I drank <laughs> coffee, but the score was so unnerving. <laughs> yeah. I just constantly thought something horrible was going to happen. Yeah. And like bad things happened, but like nothing horrible. <laughs> but it was like a bizarre experience. Um, it made me very anxious. Yeah, that score is super intense. Right from the it's very great, beginning really and that first it. scene, it sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. great. Um, yeah. <laughs> by the way, the score is made by a guy named Johnny Greenwood. Do you know who that is? No. I don't know so any pe- He is composers. the lead guitarist and keyboard for Radiohead. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I guess, do you guys want to talk about favorite scenes? Yes. Yes, you do? Okay. I mean, I don't. I, I just want to say yeah, mine. Cause okay. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you guys are going to say Go that. on. So the whole, the f- I don't know if it's a scene or not, but the first 15 minutes of the movie is great. <laughs> you mean like when it's just silent? It's just silent and it's just... I think it portrays really well, like solid acting, mm-hmm. um, like basically like what is that thing in writing? Show don't tell. Yeah, and does that really well with the score, with the way the camera, the cinematography. I think it really helps, kind of like set the mood and tone for the movie. Mm-hmm. And also like I think you can kind of really get a grasp of who the character is without any dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like he's the, um, what's the word? Like he doesn't give up. What's that? What's what would be a word? I don't know. Relentless. Don't know relentless. <laughs> Not just that, but like you can already see his like antisocial tendencies mm-hmm. there, right? Because he's by himself. He doesn't necessarily rely on anyone. Yeah. Even when he's hurt, right? And he's very determined. He's like, okay, I have this piece of yeah. silver. Determined. That's yeah. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. It's great. It really. I think one of the things I've never really had a good grasp on is like sound editing, mm-hmm. and I think that is a really great. Those fifteen minutes are really great of noticing like the subtle of good sound editing because mm-hmm. it's i mean it's kind of overly emphasized because there's no other th- thing to hear yeah as you're watching it so too. like it was a very like thoughtful 15 yeah. minutes so like you know like the picking of the acts and yeah that type. yeah that type of sound. like even just like him climbing the wood breaking everything yeah i think it sounds so good yeah all right then this so i originally also wanted to talk about that (laughs) because that part is just amazing it's probably one of the best openings to any movie i've seen in a really long time Mm -hmm. but another scene that i also really liked was when the whole rig just blows up and gets caught on fire That is super intense. The music mm-hmm. gives me so much anxiety. Like it feels like my heart is uh, going with the beat, and yeah. it's going fast and intense. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah, something about the score in that scene too. It's kind of like um, avant-garde. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like off. Like it's not like instruments. It's kind of like yeah. just like 
Like a bunch of like Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> like Louise has her fake knowledge. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. That's like kind of like yeah. rhythmic too, very rhythmic. Yeah, and it also like I guess offsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my favorite scene um takes place. It's when Daniel first goes into the church, and he sees Eli, and oh, Eli's yeah, with yeah. an old woman, yeah, and yeah. he's like, "You got the arthritis." I love Paul Dino's acting in that because it's so over the top. Yeah. And it's, he's doing that like preacher sort of thing. And I, I it makes me laugh. <laughs> I think it's really funny. Did you guys see that text I sent? I was like, what the world? Yeah. That was because I was just watching that scene. That scene. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Is it, so you're, is that, is that how things go down in church? No, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe in some churches. Yeah. It's like a specific branch of Christianity yeah. or something. Yeah. I'm sure there's... I mean, because he would later, later became like a radio preacher, right? And I feel like televangelists kind of have this kind of like fakeness to themselves. Mm, so I it's like, yeah. Yeah. And Paul Thomas Anderson has always like made fun of... Not made fun of, but he's like criticized religion a lot. And he like compares it to cults and whatnot. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, the first opening scene, the, the opening scene. So Paul Thomas Anderson has talked about he was one of my favorite directors when I was in high school, so I watched like a ton of interviews with mm-hmm. him. He talked about how he always wanted to make a silent film, mm-hmm. and that that was his like way to sort of like get that across, like yeah. the closest that he'll ever come to making a silent film. So, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. Um, yeah. So the question I ask now is, what did you guys notice? But you, the first thing you guys said is that you noticed the score. Yeah. That score. It's great. Great. Yeah. Why? Because it's <laughs> different. And I think because I feel like you tend to hear like that unnerving aspect of movies when you're watching like a thriller or like a horror movie. And this isn't that, you know, even as even though the title is like there will be blood, it's not really like gory or horror or much of a thriller. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very sh- pretty much a drama. Yeah. I think that's what was very striking and also just the sound was different. I think overall, like, the score was used pretty sparingly, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I think it was the intro, um, intro, is that what it's called? I don't the, know. Yeah, the opening scene. The opening group. scene, um, the um, well, or is that what it's called? I don't know. The rig, oil rig scene, and then the ending scene. I think those had the most distinct moments of music. Right? Or did you guys notice anything else? Uh... I have a scene I want to talk about, but I'll let you finish. Okay. Uh, no, no, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right after he's about to go to the Sunday farm, uh, that when they're driving to it, the music's like very high notes and sounds kind of whimsical and then mm. it drastically changes to very low notes and it sounds like menacing, scary. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really awesome because that's kind of like how this is, you know, like this guy uh, kind of living a dream, becoming rich and stuff. And then there's all these bad things also happening yeah so that was great there was a moment so like where he just goes to um the guy that he was gonna buy the land from and the sunday family no no the um the brand bandy Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah so he's just sort of like putting sticks in the ground yeah and measuring you know whatever my dad does i don't know what that is though you know measuring whatever the the yes measuring yeah (laughs) measuring something um and that's sort of like sort of uh monotonous work Mm -hmm. but then the score behind it sort of like gives it a whole other meaning it's like sort of like they're doing something bad and something bad's gonna happen yeah and that's like i guess that adds to the sort of horror of the characters inside probably like daniel do you think daniel day lewis's character is a is a bad person you know i'm gonna say no you don't think so (laughs) I don't think so. 
explain yourself. <laughs> Are you gonna do acting or like writing? And you know, you like could do everything. You could do everything. So, you know, I'm not convinced he's like this sociopath that this movie is trying to portray. I don't know if it's portraying him to be that because I just don't see him. Oh, I'm so sorry. As a sociopath. Um, well, he has that one monologue when he's all like, "I don't like people. I don't like people. I'm <laughs> I'm very competitive." You know. But, you know. Is that just like <laughs> bitterness talking though? I mean, I don't know. Is it because he murdered people that he's like <laughs> 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 murder is small, pretty bad? You know? I mean, obviously, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't see him as a bad person. Well, no, no, he's a bad person, but maybe not a sociopath. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, and I, you know, it's sort of like I think. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna interrupt you. Yeah. I think a lot of it is because I don't buy that he didn't love his son you don't buy it no what do you mean okay so you know like at the end when he's like telling his son oh you're a bastard basket something carol basket i don't know (laughs) 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 um and then but then it like right after that scene it like there's a flashback right where he's Mm -hmm. interacting with it with (laughs) with him yeah he's like playing with him yeah and i'm like okay i don't know i think sometimes people Never mind. I'm not going to defend. <laughs> Should I defend him? Yeah, go ahead. I just, I think that he already kind of had bitterness in him. And I don't, they, like, they don't necessarily explain why he became the way he is. He just left home all of a sudden. And he just decided to do his own thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's wealth-based. And I guess he kind of did use his son. Yeah, but I still, yeah. I still, I do think that even though maybe he did, he still cared for him. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but I don't think he's a sociopath. (laughs) And this, do you think he's a bad person? No, I was, throughout the movie, I was struggling if I should be rooting for him or not. And a lot of it is just because he was very charming. Yeah. So I like, I was like, all right, I'm falling for your spell. But then he would do these bad things and be like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, the first time I was questioning like, oh, I shouldn't be rooting for him is when um, Eli comes up to him and he's like, hey, you know that money you promised to church? And he's like, well, about my deaf son? And he well, just starts punching him. You know and, like, why? I, I feel kind of like, all right, I, I get where you're coming from. You're upset. Your son just went through this terrible thing and this guy's over here asking for money. I mean, it was a little much. You threw him on the ground, made him eat mud. But <laughs> but maybe maybe you're just upset. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say you're a bad person just yet. But then it was when he abandoned his son on the train where it was like, oh, man. Yeah. You're you're not a good guy, huh? <laughs> well, look, let me interject with that scene right. with the pastor, right? Right. Because he was like some, some saying something about like your God or like spiritual. I don't know. Like Wait, where it says scene? holy power. I don't know. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis's character, Daniel, <laughs> was saying <laughs> something like, where's your God now? Or something like that, right? So I'm not sure you think he was mad you mean at, like at the asking end when he's money. Like... No, 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 no. At, in that oh, scene, and Andy, the, the mud him. scene. Okay. I think it was more like... Uh, a mocking of or like anger towards a higher power like right you know like where's your higher power supposed higher power that's yeah. supposed to protect protect innocent right where was that where was that higher power with my son so i think i don't necessarily see him as like even though it's bad okay with yeah. I, d- that I don't know how to <laughs> I, w- I don't know what it is <laughs> um like expressing his frustration it's he's yeah he's just um um, pr- like projecting his maybe anger towards the world or something okay. at this guy yeah. who's a physical representation of, you know, like spirituality and religion and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. So I was like, okay, I mean, he reacted poorly, but this scene doesn't necessarily make him a bad person. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but then obviously he did abandon his son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, but I don't necessarily know if it's cause he wasn't useful anymore or cause he didn't know how to, interact with him after that point for me it was more so that he just he couldn't because there was that like emotional physical emotional bond between them right Mm -hmm. and that minute he lost the ability to communicate with him i feel like he what isn't wasn't well equipped to like try and be a better person (laughs) like he wasn't yeah yeah like he wasn't, it's not, I mean, I guess that makes him a bad person. <laughs> it was not, it was not, it was, it's not like it was going to get him money to learn yeah. to do. To like communicate. Yeah. yeah. And obviously we see that kind of like 
comparison with like Mary who like took interest in him? learning sign yeah. and stuff like that because she did care for him, right? Yeah. And him was like, eh, I care for you, but not that much. I was right? so happy they got married. Right. That was yeah. cute. But, um, so I think, so there's moments where like playing you is his last name, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Where he's just like, he's saying how he sort of shows that he's a good person, right? Like a, a quote unquote good person where, you know, he like, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a school in this town and, and you, you guys, guys are gonna, gonna bread flourish and, and bread yeah. and and then like he helps the little girl what's it Mary right yeah and then he's like like she's playing and then he catches her and he's like hey I'm a good person <laughs> he's like I'm <laughs> like your father isn't gonna beat you as long as I'm here and she's kind of like okay you know kind of <laughs> made him comfortable by that and I don't know if I think that's just him showing off to sort of like you know. You know, like, I don't think he's a risk. bad person or a sociopath. I think he's just like a misanthrope. Is that what you pronounce what does that mean? it? Like, uh, he just hates people. <laughs> Is that what that means? Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't necessarily think. I mean, he's a bad person, a misanthrope. But I don't think he's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's sort of like, like he does have humanity, and I think in that scene where he's all like, "You're a bastard in a basket," and they show that flashback. I think that's showing the little humanity he had in him. Yeah. But the further he got into this sort of like capitalistic game of getting more oil, getting more money, like sort of like the the, the worse he got and the further away from humanity. The more he, he got, got, the worse he got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like even like it's reflected in his physicality where he's just like completely like his back's fucked. But I mean, ultimately he accomplished his dreams, right? Well, we, I mean dreams, but they weren't like... They, they weren't he's like alone in a big house and like that's what you wanted he's so bored that he's just shooting random shit in his house that's what so, you want <laughs> so it's just kind of like uh maybe he wasn't an evil person but the sort of like comp like cop capitalism is competition mm-hmm. and that sort of got into him and that made him worse and worse and yeah. worse okay he, like, yeah like what he like you could say that he had some remorse in the beginning when uh hw's he father died yeah oh, like when H- yeah, yeah. when his father died he, yeah that's why he took in the because there's that really cute moment where um the baby reaches out to and him to right? grab his mustache, yeah. yeah and then he's like smiling down yeah at him. but then by the time like they're at the the well at the sunday farm he's just like oh fuck another person died you know and that's sort of like he doesn't he didn't care about that loss you know yeah yeah so it's just like his empathy is good getting out of him because he's playing that game yeah he's apathetic yeah. Uh, yeah and then like even like when his son starts doing his own oil business in a different country yeah um he's just like you're my comp- competition yeah, yeah get out of here you know yeah, so it's sort of like ruining him yeah because you know oil men at this time were like the tech giants that we have today like mark zuckerberg yeah, yeah. and they're like real assholes like mark zuckerberg <laughs> they're like yeah they're like terrible people and they would draw them they're like r- called robber barons and mm-hmm. they would draw them in huge disgusting octopus sort of squid stuff mm-hmm. i don't know you guys remember history vaguely. vaguely so let's talk about uh the writing so uh paul thomas anderson did not go to film school yeah. he uh he first he went to uh college i think it was nyu Mm-hmm. And then he was first an English major, um, and then he switched to a uh, film, and he stayed about two weeks in the film program before he dropped out. He has a story about how he took this uh, Hollywood script written by this famous guy, and he thought it was amazing, and he like turned that in as an assignment, mm-hmm. and he got a C on it. So he's like, okay, fuck this, and then he just dropped out. Um, so he doesn't, and he said himself that he doesn't know how to structure a story, like he just sort of like does whatever he wants he just writes he just writes he writes on word by the way which is insane to write a script on word and also probably a headache to whoever like <laughs> puts it into the proper format but um anyways yeah so what did you guys think about the, the sort of structure of the story would you say it's traditional in, the, in its structure sure i mean i think there were moments where i was like where is the story going right mm-hmm. it's obvious not obviously, but like the mov- the movie was kind of like character driven, right? So it was kind of like you're just following this guy's life. Where that will lead, who knows, right? It's yeah. just that's life. Yeah. I was like, okay. 
I don't, uh, I guess it was traditional enough. I didn't really notice anything. I was like, oh, this is, this is different. Yeah. I, I feel like the structure just felt like I was watching a pretty normal story being told, like, in, I don't know. Like, does this movie feel like it's broken down in parts? Because yes. I kind of feel like it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What parts would you say? Is that three acts? 19, yeah. 18. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first act is him getting uh, the first, uh, the Sunday land up until I think the rig blows up. I think that's probably where I would say the first act goes to. It's okay. a long first act. Yeah. <laughs> Unless this has multiple acts, maybe. More than three, I mean. Like, probably five, right? Man, Because yeah. it kind of well, feels like each, Shakespearean. Each, each, each um, marker of time, I feel like that's... that's How many more. markers of time was there? There's at least four, I think. Really? So the, I do not remember It's four. when he was by himself. That was one. And then when the, he the struck oil. oil yeah, and time. then right. when H.W. was a little bit older. Yeah. And then, and then by the time he was an old man. Yeah. So, like, That's like four? four? All right. I'm sure there's, like, another one. Cause I think we're missing one, yeah. Like, Shakespeare. It feels very Shakespearean. Would you say... I have no idea. You yeah, what's Shakespearean? We're ignorant, so. You never read, you've read Shakespeare, Jasmine. <sighs> I don't think I did. What? <laughs> I wish I did. Damn. Nothing? You've watched Shakespeare movies, have you? I've watched um, Romeo and Juliet, probably. Was it Leonardo DiCaprio? I've watched, um, what's that thing, that 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah, it was close enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> like, it feels like super, like, um, theatrical. Sure. Yeah, would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even though if it's like a slow movie, would you say this is a slow movie? Yeah. I said it was a slow movie because and then um, Jasmine seemed like you were surprised by that. It's not. I wouldn't say like no. I don't know. What was the movie that I said before was slow that I couldn't get through? Broma. I mean, I've never finished it, so maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like even though not a lot happens, I think. I think that's why the score is so good. It <laughs> makes it seem like, like a lot is happening. A lot is happening. Yeah. So it doesn't feel slow. Uh-huh. Even though maybe the storyline's kind of slow, mm-hmm. it still feels like there's a lot going on. Yeah. I feel like it felt kind of slow, but not in a bad way. But I feel like it felt slow with these spikes of intensity yeah. thrown mm-hmm. in. Yeah. But yeah. throughout the most part, I would say it does feel kind of slowish. Yeah. Like there's a lot of shots where it's just like you're seeing someone walk. Yeah. Basically. Like you, like when they're walking to the Sunday farm, you just see them drive, and you see them drive for like two, three minutes, and you just staring. Yeah, and that felt really. Yeah, they just, you didn't feel that then. Oh no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I thought this would be a good introduction to sort of like slow burn movies, because I know you, it's kind of hard to do that when you're starting. I mean, out. yeah, I guess because like, really, like the climax of the movie is like the last twenty minutes. Yeah. So. And, like, the, the oil rig happens an hour in, and then it's, like, yeah. an hour and 30 minutes left. So it's, it's long, and it's kind of slow. Um, and I felt like, you know, there's a lot of good movies that are very, very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're not used to seeing really slow movies or long movies or movies in general. Really? <laughs> a lot of the movies we've seen are pretty sl- long and slow. Uh, I wouldn't say that. What have we seen that's slow? We saw Inside Lou and Davis. I didn't see that with you, you guys. See that. Yeah, so. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, yeah, so it's like, I think this is, uh, are you used to slow movies? I've seen a few. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this is like one of the first ones I watched. So, figured that would be a good introduction to like sort of ease you into it. Sure. Because you know, I was planning on watching Roma, maybe. And I was like, nah, it's too slow for Jasmine. Too slow. <laughs> it's pretty slow. It's, it's, you haven't seen it, right? Roma? Yeah. I haven't finished it. <laughs> wow. I started, oh, you started it. Same. Yeah. Pum. It's super slow. <laughs> it is. It's like you just watch someone like watching a movie for like five minutes. <laughs> but I mean, I think, I th- is that just because, I mean, if you think of Roma and there will be blood, you're following like a person. A person, yeah. And I think that's what maybe makes it slow. Is that like, I mean, like, uh, for well, most of our lives, nothing happens, right? Yeah. But then when stuff happens, <laughs> it feels right. like stuff's happening. Um, yeah, and I think it's not just that. I think it's, it's like the sort of moments in between where you, you just sort of watch them, like, swim. Like that scene where yeah. he's just swimming. And it's yeah. like, yeah. Even though, like, at the end, he finds something, like, he... Yeah, and it's, it's intense. <sighs> it's, uh, yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you know, what would you think about his brother, by the way? That sort of... So, I feel like one. I've seen that actor before. 
Yeah, right? I've seen him too. So I feel like he plays sketchy characters. <laughs> Just because uh, he looks like. <laughs> yeah, so right away like you thought he was a sketchy guy. Yeah. 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 I I never I never thought anything, and I thought when the kid burned his stuff, mm-hmm. I thought he was just like throwing a tantrum. Is that what he was doing? No. It's because he like, <laughs> did you, did, do you know what he was doing? Yeah, he like knew. He like, yeah. Because he was oh, reading his uh, diary. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, you're He was right. reading okay. the diary. Yeah. 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 So he burned it because like, he can't communicate. Mm. So, yeah. And then he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. There's that funny scene where he like chases after him. Yeah. That was kinda, and then he stopped for a second. <laughs> so why didn't he just tell his dad? Like he, he can still talk. He can write too. He can write. Why is he just let his dad know, hey, guy. That's that's not really your brother. Just know, so like you kids know. aren't very reasonable. True. I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like instead of doing something so extreme, a kid would probably try telling him first yeah. instead of burning it, the whole house down while he's still in there. His dad's still in there. Like, well, you know, sacrifices. <laughs> I wouldn't have made his character development as sinister if. I think that was like the thing. I don't know. Never mind. Wait, what are you saying? Well, because I was like, I feel like we needed a reason to like, okay, this guy's a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like to make him. And I also think it played into what happened later on in the story. So maybe it was just like a device, right? Explain more. Yeah, so, which part are you talking yeah. about later on? Yeah. Okay, so like obviously, like a switch of power dynamic between Eli and Daniel was when the bra- brandy. Yeah. People were like, you have to like something repent for your Go sin, to church, blah yeah. blah blah. And then there was that that um, switch where. Eli was like slapping him. Was like, you have to say this. You sinned, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah. Yeah. You abandoned your son, blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? And then his son comes and he slaps him too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe that's why things had to happen that way. <laughs> so that that moment can occur. And then obviously that moment occurs again at the end of the movie with the role switched. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think you have something there. Yeah. But <laughs> and I, I think it, and my brain is trying to connect it. So what I'm saying is like <laughs> maybe it would have made more sense what Andy's saying, but as a writing device, the we needed to, for him to be f- more flawed than he already was, right? Something that's something that they could hold so against like, yeah. him. So yeah, so like that causes him to uh, get rid of his son. Basically. And then that, I think that also kind of causes him to like descend into madness, right? Because like his son was like the only person, that like, was his only him linkage to like humanity, humanity. right? Mm, and then after yeah. that that kind of helped him yeah, he not like helped murders, him but not that it helped him but like that's caused or yeah. contributed to his descent further into like madness and yeah, he kills a guy yeah yeah you think he was wrong for killing that guy no yeah. you don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i feel I like so. that's kind of a pretty awful thing to lie about but but like no it doesn't deserve death <laughs> <laughs> no. i mean in these olden times time. they killed people for anything right right yeah. i mean so when grandpa yeah. was young right <laughs> that was just yeah. the law of the land. Yeah, well, I mean, an eye was, for an eye, basically. Yeah, basically. But that—that's yeah, a bit of an overreaction. I guess he felt betrayed because I think he probably, because he also took his brother to a meeting, like he took his son yeah. to a meeting. Yeah. You know, so I think that was like he was supposed to see him, his humanity in him as well. Yeah. But, oh, but then, didn't he talk about like, oh, I feel better now having you here. Yeah. Right. And then he finds it's out like a breath. Something yeah, a breath. second life. Or yes. Something, yeah. Um, and then. He, he turned out he was lying. He's just like, oh my god, I can't believe. Well, it. then he then he also talks about and he told him like the more I see of people, the less I like, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe like there's a seemingly okay, like this is somebody I can potentially rely on, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's not, right? And he he's yeah. already told him like I already kind of hate people. I don't need a lot of interaction with people I see the to worst hate, people. Yeah. yeah, right? And it's like, dang it, this guy's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He manipulated me and lied about my family. Yeah, and that's why he goes down i don't know if he deserved it but i'm like eh, whatever <laughs> i kind of knew something was gonna happen to him yeah because of the scene in the beach it took me oh, a no, while before to that like the minute <laughs> oh, yeah, the okay. minute they introduced him <laughs> you're like oh something bad's gonna happen yeah to uh the scene at the beach took me a while to understand because um, of the peach tree dance yeah oh so when that happened i like, re- like rewind it because yeah. i was like why did his expression change and yeah. i was like okay that that was supposed to be meaningful of something yeah back where they like grew a, up in in what's it called Indoor joke, what's it called? Yeah. Well, that's like... What's that called? <laughs> Inside? Inside, Inside joke. joke. Indoor. Where, where he grew up, they yeah. had a dance. Yeah. So, yeah, it took, took me a while. I watched this when I was 15, so I was confused a lot, by the way. Like, Sounds the first good. time I watched it, I'm like... This is good. Took, I didn't know there was twin brothers. 
<laughs> you know, at first I was like, did that guy lie? Yeah. Like, that's what I was think- honestly thinking. And mm-hmm. then he, like, told his dad, like, it was my brother. I don't remember what his name yeah. was. Paul. And then, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. not He's not crazy. pretending. Yeah. <laughs> he actually had a brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have acting. Yeah. Dad acting. Apparently, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what great. else to comment on. This yeah, <laughs> I feel like Daniel Day-Lewis is, like, He's like, like one of the, the greatest, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we know he's yeah, a good actor. <laughs> By the way, Paul Dano, great performance, right? So there was a, 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 originally there was an actor cast before him in that role, mm-hmm. um, and then Paul Thomas Anderson ended up not liking what he was doing, mm. so then he fired him uh, two weeks before they were going to start wow. shooting. So then Paul Dano got cast two weeks before, so he had two weeks to prepare, uh, and that's comparing to Dano Day Lewis's. He had about a year wow. to prepare. So great job, Paul Dano. <laughs> you like short time. You did it, man. You yeah. did it. Congratulations. You're amazing. Um, yeah, but Daniel Day-Lewis also like put on... So, his voice. Great. <laughs> did you guys notice anything about his voice being like different than we talk? What, what does he normally sound like? Because he's British. <laughs> he's British. Yeah, he's British. But he's also like modern. <laughs> and um, he always tried to do something with his voice. So, like when he played Lincoln, he like tried to... Like there's... We have guesses. We don't know what Lincoln sounded like, mm-hmm. but we have guesses based on how his, his vocal cords were like and blah, 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 blah. Sure. Um, so that's why he like he tried to imitate that with Lincoln. And with this, he tried to imitate how they used to talk because we talk differently now compared to like what they talked in the beginning of the 20th century. Sure. So like he was like trying to get that sort of... Um, Graveling? Yeah. And like that accent, that American accent uh, that doesn't exist anymore, really. I mean, unless people talk like that, no, I don't know. I'm not aware of you. Mm. Yeah, like cowboy talk, right? But not yeah, necessarily. Sure. Yeah, and it's uh, probably more grounded in reality than like howdy part. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, but yeah, yeah, I got that sense from him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's also the physicality of it, where at especially at the end when he's just like slouching. slouching yeah. And, you know, he's just like moving around like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a grumpy old man yeah he yells very well too oh yeah First like day. when he gets hurt that's a great that sounds super realistic yeah. and painful and then there's also that scene at the end where he kills Paul Dano yeah, yeah. and he's just like ah, I drink your that's the famous scene drink your that's like, milkshake that's the, with my or something about yeah, straw with my straw <laughs> milkshake <laughs> is <it> <laughs> interesting uh, yeah I'm pretty so, sure I've seen that scene yeah that's like the famous uh, quote from the movie mm. there's a yeah there's a poster that has like the oil rig as like a cross of mm-hmm. jesus yeah and, and then the line is i drink your milkshake right on the poster so, so i want to make a comment real quick yeah so you know on the wikipedia summary that i apparently did a really bad <laughs> um there the, the very last sentence talks about like their feud or something right mm-hmm. and so, yeah. so it makes it i don't know it makes it seem like they have like a really intense rivalry, which I don't necessarily know if I, think I agree with that. Because it definitely doesn't feel intense. Yeah. Well, because I always feel like I not always feel like what <laughs> I feel like it's it's very clear their where their parodynamic lies, right? And I never thought for a second that Eli could ever overtake him. Overtake him, not at all. Yeah. Well, like in the beginning. When he goes to the farm and then he's like having the meeting at the table, uh, like he immediately gets annoyed by Eli. Yeah. Because right? Eli's like, what about our oil? Blah, blah, blah. You know what? I think at that point I was like, okay, maybe. But then the minute I saw him at the church, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy's not crazy. Do it. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's just an ignorant fool. Yeah. And like, obviously, like at the end, like. Because I thought it was going to be happens. more like. Not that I've seen. Um, what is it? Doubt. Yeah, I've seen that. But I feel like if his character had been portrayed as more grounded rather than like... What's uh, televangelist or Yeah, something? like that televangelist vibe. Maybe I would have bought that he was like a smart, clever, and could have like outwitted... Yeah, him. Him, well, but... It, 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 I think that's probably on purpose though. Yeah. Because I mean, he thinks he's smart and yeah. clever, but he's not. Yeah. His brother is, is the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he, his brother is much more like... Um, cunning. No, yeah, not even and cunning. Calm. Like he's like very like... 
mild-natured. Like, he's not intense. Yeah. He's just, like... Just yeah. Anyway. So, I think... Because when I read, like, uh, the summary, like, about being a preacher or something, okay, like, it was gonna, it's going to be, like, a mild-mannered type of man. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily... Uh, yeah. So, if he wasn't that, so I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's yeah. an idiot. Yeah, and, like, he's very, like, emotionally charged because, like, he starts, like, attacking his father. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. So, I feel like it, the feud was more so... I feel like it was more intense between Daniel and H.W. than... Not feud, but, like, there was more... more conflict? Interesting conflict with them. Hmm. I didn't really... I was like, yeah, I... I, I he just sees him like a, as a physical obstacle. Yeah. Like, um, what's his name? Paul? No, Eli. Yeah. But like, obviously, HW and Daniel had like an emotional and mental kind of like mm-hmm. conflict that I was more interested in. Yeah. Well, that slapping scene slaps. So. <laughs> <laughs> what slapping scene? There's Wait. multiple. Oh, when the kid? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, when he hits Paul Dana. Oh. Slaps him. Boom, boom. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine just getting like completely bashed by slaps <laughs> like uh yeah. and then he doesn't clean himself up he's just at dinner right he's, still he's, covered just, in mud. he's just a pouty little boy right <laughs> yeah and i think that's what it was special right? yeah yeah okay. uh yeah i just wanted to comment on that um what do i have here we already talked about the score yeah, yeah. great uh radiohead oh by the way paul thomas anderson I directed the music video for Radiohead. Oh, because apparently that. they have a relationship. That's cool. Yeah, it's like Spike Jones. He's married like to uh, Maya, Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird pairing, I'd say, but um, they talk about how, so he worked with Adam Sandler. Yeah. And he he went to SNL to see him, mm-hmm. and then that's how he met Maya Rudolph. By the way, he was still with someone. Man. By by then. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, he also has accusations from an ex about being abusive. I don't know. If, I feel like we have to mention that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Fair. Yeah. Um, cinematography. It, 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 it won, won in the Oscar yeah. for best cinematography. So, anything special about the cinematography you guys noticed? Mm, there's a lot of panning of like the environment, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's that one kind of like long scene when he w- rescued W and it kind of just followed them as they walked. Mm-hmm. And then the music was like that. Quack, 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 quack. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I noticed. And I guess the church scene too, right? That was very, it was like, is that part of cinematography? Cause like initially when we first see the church, it's all dark and dingy, right? Mm. And then mm-hmm. it's really brightly lit. Mm. And then there's like that big cross. So I don't know. I didn't notice that. I gotta be honest. With you. No. no. Yeah. That's what I noticed. <laughs> yeah, you notice anything? I don't know that? what it means, but the sky was beautiful blue a lot of times. That's that's about <laughs> it <laughs> as far as it goes for me. So I think. Are you noticing camera movements now? I, I think mean, you said I you panned. That one. Well, because like, there's like that when that long scene where it just follows him as yeah. he's walking and it's sort of or like running, I suppose. The, like, w- yeah. And the mountains as well in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of slow camera movements and a lot of one long, long yeah, shots. Yeah. So, like, when I'm trying to remember something so I can have it as an example. Uh, so, like, when he's doing the sort of like the measuring stuff mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like stuck on him. Yeah. Like, looking through the whatever thing. And then it just sort of like slowly moves in. Mm-hmm. And it's like. We just stay on that for like a while. We just And there's a lot of that where you just stay with them. And it's very slow moving. It's very, um, I can't slow think moving. of a word. Yeah, it's very slow moving. <laughs> I can't think of a word to describe it. It's just very like sort of un- er- eerie. Eerie. Sure. Eerie, yeah. Because it's sort of yeah. like, yeah, like, er, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the best. I'm the expert, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's talk about editing. What you guys notice about editing? You know what? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Not what were you gonna say? <laughs> no. Nothing. Sound editing, though, that I did Great. notice. Yeah. Um, uh, the other editing. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I definitely didn't notice any jarring cuts or anything like that. No. Does yeah. that count? <laughs> yeah. I think there is one, like especially like after the kid burns and stuff. Man. And then we just cut to the train. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that's, I don't know. That's kind of, 
there's a, there's some stuff not even even if it's not like jarring cut like we just move to a different place like right away mm-hmm. i think that's kind of funny not funny i'm tired right now it's interesting yes but like i'm sure you think it, means it takes something. away from like the feel of me okay so then i think that's why my theory is correct right because it's like okay i need to do i need to do this i need to get him from here to here how can i do that i guess i'll just do this bam yeah i don't know yeah i think that's probably what paul did yeah i was like how can i get from here to here uh yeah and there's also like in the beginning where he goes from you know being alone to from the baby sort of thing to like him giving a speech mm-hmm. with hw grown up and it's sort of like it's like a fade yeah fuck i forgot the name of it <laughs> edit but it's like sort of fades away and it, the the new image sort of fades in mm-hmm. that's very nice it's very like classic film you don't really see that sure yeah oh by the way this is shot on 35 millimeter as most movies were shot back then it's more rare now but you know what 35 millimeter is yeah where it's like an actual strip of film film. yeah (laughs) yes and paul thomas henderson is one of those guys who's all like movies film should be shot on film man that's right in the name dude (laughs) like tarantino (laughs) yeah uh yeah oh yeah speaking of which these guys are contemporaries sure Paul, Tom- sure, yes. Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino. Uh, so what do you think about their sort of like... The Very contrast? similar. You think it's similar? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like their writing both focus a lot on dialogue. Mm-hmm. And they both have very... Very great dialogue. Like, they, they mm-hmm. both write dialogue yeah. really nice. I really yeah. enjoy both them. They both, that. you know, focus on like smaller moments. Yeah. Like, there's that scene where he's at the restaurant with his son. And you just sort of like stay looking like at the guy like losing his mind at them yeah that was so awkward dude especially when he put that napkin over his face right yeah. like what what are you, what are you doing is it so his son can't read lips or is it just i don't, I don't know <laughs> i have no idea so there's it's like the only blooper in the in the film that's on youtube you can see daniel day lewis just like breaking he just starts laughing uh, and he's that's a method actor doing that dang was um, it, are they not supposed to do bloopers no, he's, he's like supposed to stay in character the whole time. Yeah. But he just broke. So that's funny. That's good. Yeah. He's like a interesting guy. Yeah. He's uh, retired now. So yeah. thank you for your performances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you said that they were similar. Do you want to expand on that as well? So let me see. I feel like a lot of, I don't know. Well, I feel like a lot of Tarantino's movies are like character studies, right? And you're yeah. kind of just following them yeah. through, like, their life events, right? And so there's, like, some really slow moments. And there's very dynamic moments. And, I don't know, I feel like, for the most part, I feel like, is this true? No, it's not true. I think they both kind of, like, um, highlight the stories of people who are not necessarily, like, traditional protagonists, that they're good. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of flawed and like yeah. badness and evilness, mm. but even with that, you can kind of still, at least I, I don't know about you guys, I still see the humanity in them. No, not necessarily humanity, but like I, I the good root them. for them. You root <laughs> like, for like, them. Like, I, I, root I for enjoy this, this character. I don't know if I root for <laughs> him, but like I, out of everyone there besides H.W., I like him. <laughs> like they, they write really interesting characters that like you're invested in their story, even though you know they're not good people mm-hmm. if that makes sense rather like when other, like there's bad people like i don't care about this guy screw mm-hmm. him like he's a bad person but i want to see where he ends yeah so yeah um yeah the child actor what do you think about him think a good good job i guess yeah yeah he's probably like my age now <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's know. really weird to think about. Um, but, you know, he's very silent for most of the time. He has a very serious face. Yeah. And then uh, that oil, I think he does very well in that oil. Where he's like... I can't hear. I can't hear my voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then he starts going... Mm. What was that for, though? I think it's like self-soothing. Because he can't hear? Mm-hmm. Why would it be self-soothing? You know, I don't know. Maybe just the... I think she studies the vibration. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know if I... Well, I mean, because it's an acquired hearing loss, right? It happened yeah. later at life and later in life. And generally, kids who are, like, born deaf or, like, like they don't... They'll, like, start babbling, but then they'll stop. 
mm. because they're not getting that auditory feedback. Mm-hmm. So I think for him, it was him maybe trying to see if he could hear because there was that point when he was like snapping his fingers. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like his uh, seeing if he could yeah. hear. But I think it was also kind of like a soothing thing. Mm. And just like very mm. unnerving. I mean, it's just like because <laughs> you can still feel the vibration, uh-huh. so you know you know you're, you're you can you can talk yeah. right. You just can't hear it. So I think maybe that's where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's great. Okay. Anything else you guys want to talk well, about? Well, then the dad was humming <laughs> too. Sorry. Yeah, he was like uh, doing like a lullaby though. Yeah. So. Was um, he? Yeah. I don't know, but I think it's because like I mean, obviously people who are deaf can still feel things and can hear. Some of them can still hear things out of the l- like lower frequency sounds they can hear. Mm-hmm. Just depends where your hearing loss is. But I think it was like a soothing thing, and I think that's what that scene was supposed to be. Yeah, well, like, he's, like, caressing his son, too. Yeah. Even though he's, like, stop that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably, like, he just doesn't understand. Because he also still, like, talks to him. Yeah. Why do you think he gave him alcohol, by the way? I don't know. I mean, he was doing that since he was a baby. Well, I, I mean, that so. was, like, a little bit to, like, I think numb him. I think. It w- I think it was... Was that after the doctor's visit or before? Bef- I think it was after, right? So Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to, I can't remember. I don't know. But, yeah, like, he just, like, tells him to chug it. Oh, but then he puts him to, like, sleep, right? Maybe he just gave him the alcohol so he wouldn't wake up. Maybe. Like, Maybe. Why don't we wrap to that scene? He goes outside to speak with his brother, right? Well, his his brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. So okay. maybe he just, like, didn't want him to interrupt? Maybe. Or maybe, oh. like, just walk around or burn something. At least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about this movie? Maybe. Did you guys like Eli? No. no. At all? <laughs> no. I felt I bad, felt bad for, him. for him at the end, but like. I felt bad for him multiple parts. Why? I don't know, man. I don't feel like he deserved to get beat up. I don't well, think he, he deserved to die. to die. Yeah, he absolutely did not get to deserve that. Like, but like, even the just the slapping part, like, he didn't deserve that. You know. Well, did he? I don't know. I asking, just, he's annoying. Asking someone for money <laughs> at that I mean, moment was probably the wrong time, but. Yeah. I mean, but he was, he was, he was promised right. that money, yeah. yeah. He was in his right to ask for yeah. that, right? Um interesting right because i feel like i'm more sympathetic to, <laughs> to <laughs> daniel's Daniel? character than i am to, towards eli's character mm. and i think it's because i feel like if he seemed like he was was that okay so we talked about how daniel's like this determined yeah. person ruthless he's, he's ruthless but he's also he's like um he's a strong character but then if el carácter fuerte right yeah he's got and a I feel strong like, personality but not just that but like he can stand on his own right <laughs> he he, he has kind of showed that, like, I don't know. But like, and then the Eli guy is very, like, weak and feeble and, like, Innocent. whiny. Yeah. He doesn't quite understand the world he lives in, I think. Maybe. But I don't know. I think they portrayed him. I don't know if it was intentional, but, like, maybe it was. Because, like, even though it's a bad guy, you, I was I preferred him over Eli, even though Eli was supposed to be a moral character. But he didn't seem like a moral character. So I was like... He seemed kind of greedy. I think he was kind of selfish in his own right, too. But Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, d- I wasn't necessarily sympathetic towards him. Obviously, I was like, he shouldn't have died. <laughs> no, he shouldn't have. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the ending scene. Yeah. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Because, uh, like, he's like, I'm finished. And then there's, like, this really happy music, right? And it's a very, like, stark contrast to what just was happened. Was it happy? Didn't you hear it? I don't remember like it being happy. happy. I remember it being like, like yeah, a little more upbeat. But right, but it was very like. Uh, huh. Hey, play it. Yeah, let's hear it before I, I decide. It was like I'm finished, and it's like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's the that's the end. But yeah, it was different, right? Yeah, I was I was like, absolutely not expecting him to like get, kill? to kill him. No. Like even when he was throwing stuff at him, I thought, oh, all right, he's just gonna kick right. him out. But no, he just straight up kills him. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I hear, I hear that being more upbeat. Like, I didn't expect to hear that, like, in a Jane Austen adaptation <laughs> or something. It's, like, very, like, happy, like, or, like, kind of, like, funny. Not funny, but, like, jolly. I wonder why that contrast is there. So, Because he finally <laughs> killed the villain. Because he's, I guess he's, he's finished. He's done his uh, adversary. I don't yeah. know. 
I guess. I didn't really like. I think like an <laughs> adversary, somebody who like um, this guy can actually like. Like if it was like his oil, beat me. Like another oil. Yeah. Man. Then I was like, okay. But then I was like, this guy's like, he's not even any competition to you. He's asking for money. Yeah, he came here asking for money because he was talking about how he really needs it. Like, yeah. yeah. But I guess I mean obviously there's that like hatred towards him because he basically humiliated him at the church. Yeah. So. Did uh, he deserve to die? <laughs> no. He, he dies like in such a humiliating way too. But he gets beaten by pins, by bowling pins. Sure. While he's running away and ducking and stuff. Yeah. 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 Screaming. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> and then the butler's just like. Okay. All right. And he gets um, another body. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> like, okay, sir, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm dead. That's it. All right. So, anything else? Nope. So, I. Was expecting a bunch of like religious themes in this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Go on. And I was thinking I just don't know them because I don't know about religion. Because I know Daniel and Eli are both like religious names, right? Uh, Mary. Mary. Abel. The dad's name was Abel. Yeah. Paul. But I have no idea who they are in the Bible. So I was Daniel's thinking like. Daniel angel. and Eli are both angels. Angels. Yeah. And Daniel was also. Um, and are they rivals in the Bible? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, well, Daniel, who is he? Era una... Every Daniel Rey. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, thought Daniel was the guy who runs away know, from lions. Isn't he the... No, he doesn't the run away from lions. He's the guy he with the sword. Okay. There's He's a few the sword. Daniels. Oh, okay. Right, the fire sword? The fire sword? How, I don't yeah. know, man. The Bible has a fire sword. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible was sick, dude. Yeah. No, David. Sorry, Metal. it was David, David, King David. Never mind. Yeah. So Daniel's the guy with the lions, right? Yeah. Sick. I don't think... Uh, so see, I knew. I don't know. I don't know if I knew, but I thought Daniel was the guy with the lion. So I thought that was gonna become relevant. And I thought like with all these Bible names, like there was gonna be secret Bible stories I, with them. No. And I thought maybe they just like flew over my head. See, I was gonna look into the names. But I was like, I don't think they're relevant at all. <laughs> okay. Because if anything, they should have named the brothers Abel and Cain or something. But not obviously, mm. nobody would name their son Cain if unless they hated them. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no. I think that the. I think what Ugo said about like. I think there's definitely like a sense of like the hip- hypocrisy of religion, mm-hmm. right? Especially yeah. and then this fakeness, yeah. And this because well, immediately yeah. once he needed money, he was ready to like denounce den- God, yeah. Um, but yeah. also Daniel sort of like treats capitalism as his own religion as well. He like oh, lives yeah. by the rules of capitalism, mm. competition, and being ruthless and blah 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 blah. So you know, there's that as well. So I think there's like a similarity in it. Of like the cults of worship of God versus cults of worship of capital, you know, and especially because like he's doing well during the Great Depression. Huh? I forgot I was going to mention something. What? I just something triggered that. So in that initial scene where they humili- humiliated him, even though they like, humi- humiliated him, I think it also gave him an advantage, right? Because it, um, I don't know. I don't know if it gave him an advantage, but also because like it gave him the land. In it the gave him the land, but also I think it helped kind of establish a sense of humanity, right? Like I'm also a sinner, blah blah blah. blah. And then afterwards, like, oh, welcome, brother, Plant View, right? Yeah. Or Plant View. I don't know what Plain this is called. So I was like, I don't know if it necessarily affected him. I mean, maybe it affected his ego, but I also feel like it helped establish this appearance he had of like this being this trustworthy, like. Yeah. What's called boy next door. <laughs> boy next door. <laughs> I'm just a person like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though I hate all of you. Yeah. 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 Anything else? <laughs> I think that was all I was thinking about. Yeah. 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 Cool. What time? One hour and one minute. Sounds good. Four minutes and. Are you gonna do a rating? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, well, would, you what would you guys change, change about this movie? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's fine. I don't think <laughs> there's anything that I'm to like. Change, yeah. You? Nothing. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Right. Rating out of ten. Eight. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that score from you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because you kind of like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, same. Yeah. No, I thought this was great. Yeah. I, I would definitely rewatch this. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's constantly like in the top 10 of like of the people's all time. Of, yeah. of all time. Of all time as well. Well, well it's not the, the decade. It was two decades ago. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. I feel old. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. 
Anyways. Oh, yeah. It lost Best Picture to uh, Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. I hear that's a good movie, too, though. It's right? good. It's, I think this is better, though. Really? I don't yeah. know. Wow. <laughs> you don't know? You've never seen it? No, I've seen it. Have I, you seen it? I, I don't know which one I prefer right now. Yeah, I nice. think I'm leaning more towards No Country for Old Men. Really? I think so. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. I, I watched it when I was 17, so... And I, was I, like, yeah. was I think I watched it for the first time when I was about 17, too. Nice. I've never oh, seen it. When did I... Like, 2007, you were 12 as well, right? I've You're never like seen 12? it, but I know what happens. So a good movie. Good, 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 good. You should yeah, watch yeah. The Kissing Booth 2 and then watch this <laughs> one. And so it'll be a wild experience. Yeah, it's like, wow. What a like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, If you think about it, they're very similar in running time. <laughs> yeah. That, and the quality is so, so different. So different. <laughs> um, yeah. So next week, we're going to be watching... Another good movie. Another one of my favorites from high school. It's uh, also, you know, it's me and Andres. is one of my... Uh, it's a movie favorite? we really like. Yes. And that's e- Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, is that what you're asking me if that's I right. <laughs> Yes. Good, good. That's probably one of my yeah. top three favorite movies of all time right now, I think. Really? Yeah. It, was, it was up there when I was in high school. By the time I was a senior, I don't think it was anymore. But, it was, yeah. I watched it. Yeah. We'll get into it next week. Fantastic. But, yeah. So that's what we have to look forward to. It just came out on Netflix today. Oh, nice. So, uh, should we do the following? Should we do the plugs? Uh, follow me on Twitter, Andy underscore 030. Follow me at Gen Z Cool. Um, you can follow me, but I don't post anything. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Good night. I love you again. Mr. Daniel? I'm finished. <laughs>